All I can say is, wow. Wow. It is a extreme blessing. Brother John, I want to thank you again for this opportunity to stand before this congregation at this time. And I'm going to try to proclaim the word of God. I cannot do it on my own, but through him, all things are possible. Let me just give you a, a, a few pretextual comments, and then we will get going so you can turn to the scriptures that we will use for our context is in First Peter, the first chapter. Most of you can assume or know this already, but Brother John and Sister Lori and Sister Loretta and all the family um, have been through a lot this last months. So please, one pastor to another. Brother, you take the time that you need Sister Laura, you take the time that you need to repair and to refresh. Because the Lord needs both of you at your top. At your best. To fight against the wiles of the devil. So take your time. Church, give them their time. To refresh themselves. And Sister Loretta, give her all the time that she needs. Give her time. And she will appreciate it. In 1 Peter, we're going to talk about one of my, Brother John, I don't know about you, but this is one of my favorite topics. One of my favorite topics. And for those pastors that are out here this morning, I'm sure it could be one of your favorite topics. And that is the precious, precious blood of Christ. Because without this precious blood, the cross of Calvary would be of none effect. The miraculous birth of Christ would be of none effect. But for the blood of Christ on the cross, that was freely given. That is the gospel. We should know this story frontward. By memory and without hesitation and without fumbling, we should tell this precious, precious story. To anyone that wants to hear it. Look at first John or first Peter. And you can stand if you want to. I haven't I haven't I haven't got my group uh, 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 quite this far advanced, Brother John. I'm just tickled to death that they come. And that they're in their appointed seats. And that they have the hot water brewing from a tea. And that there's little, uh, uh, the, you, know, you know those little mini donut holes? 
that I don't have, they bring them. Yeah. And I do the polite thing. I wait until everybody's gone. And I hit my little stash in my office. And you know how them chipmunks go like this? They got pieces flying everywhere. My desk is covered in donut holes. <laughs> Baby, put your earmuffs on. But we all have to have that good thing. You know what my good thing is? It's the precious, repeat it, the precious blood of Jesus. That is precious to me. Look at this. First Peter 1 and verse 18 we'll start. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, praise God, as silver and with gold for your vain conversations, received by tradition from your fathers. That's the earthly aspect. Look at verse number 19. And it is time, folks, to get your praise on. Look at verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. That means he was a perfect sacrifice. He is perfect to be followed. He is perfect to be taught. He is perfect to emulate. He is perfect because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Before I get started, sit down. Or else I might forget and you might stand for a little while. Baby, I hope you don't mind, but I got my waving hanky. I hope you don't mind either. But that's just the way that it is. But with the precious blood... Of Christ, I'm not able to smack that thing all over. Christ was prophesied as the Redeemer unto the Old Testament. He was prophesied as the perfect Redeemer. If you want to have something to put your life in, put it in Christ. If you want somewhere and someone to emulate day by day and in this instructional manual for life, it is Christ because of the blood. The precious, precious blood of Christ. If you go all the way back to Christ's birth, as the Spirit of God hovered over sweet dear Mary. And, he, and Mary was endued by the working of the Holy Spirit. Christ was implanted in Mary. Do you know where the baby gets its blood from? It gets its blood supply from the Father. So what does that make God or Christ and his blood? That makes it heavenly blood. Precious blood. People ask me all the time, well, what blood type was Christ? I said, I can answer that right now. He was of a rare blood type, and it was called 
precious. We have never seen it again, and we have never seen it, we've never seen it, and we'll never see it again. This precious, you hear all that, I've heard it quite a few times living in the land of fruits and nuts, that, that oh, the, uh, uh, Christ had a, 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 a baby with Mary, uh, with Mary Magdalene, and we have finally went back 37 billion years ago, and we know what his type is. No, you don't. Because that didn't happen. My goodness. I only want to know about the last 2,000 plus years. I don't care about no 30 billion years ago. All I want to know is Christ and him crucified. This is the message that I preach almost every Sunday is the precious blood of Christ and without the redemptive nature of that blood shed on Calvary's tree, salvation is not possible. That redemptive life that you're supposed to be living without the blood is not possible. Christ and him alone. Let's look at this. The precious blood of Christ. The blood of an innocent person. I don't know about you, but uh, I look forward and Brother Wayne is right now, I would think, Standing and praising this innocent person. That's Christ. Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, I told Kimberly last night, right before my eyes closed, I can't even imagine. Remember that song, I, I, I can't imagine, I can't even imagine, I can't imagine? What Brother Wayne is doing this morning. Whatever you can think of, amp it up. Uh, a thousand or a million times. You guys are great singers. Great, great singers. But if I can give you some constructive criticism, just wait until you get to heaven. For those that don't think they sing very well, you need to practice. Because when we get to heaven, folks, that is what we are going to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the perfect lamb. That is what we are going to do all because of that perfect and that precious blood. I can't tell you enough. Hmm. Brother, I'm about ready to have a fit. And one who, who is God as well as man and was f- <laughs> freely shed. You get that freely shed business? What does that mean? Well, let me give you a, a little bit of information. That means that from the time that Christ was born, everything that he did was headed to one place. That was the the cross of Christ. And he did it in a perfect way. All from the Garden of Gethsemane, from his apprehension 
all the way, through all those trials, through all of those hardships, he had the cross right between his crosshairs. And he was there. How many of you thank God every day that Christ was cross-centered? Every day. If you want a standard to try to hold up to, it's that. That right there. To hold up to Christ. That is, he's, that, that is your standard. And this precious book that he uh, uh, endued his men. Like a ship going across the water. He gave them the words to say. And the multiple, uh, multiple professionalism of those men, doctors and lawyers and tax collectors and thieves. My goodness. All because of them. Some, 15, some 1,500 years, some 40 riders. I tell you what, you get 40 people of Baptists in a room, and I guarantee you, you won't come out with one opinion. Just being a Baptist business meeting. Y'all have great bat. We get we, hey, we have 15 minute business meetings every month. 15 minutes. We write up an agenda and we follow the agenda, and when it comes to 5:30, we done. I used to, I was here, brother, when we had four and five hour business meetings. Somebody would make a motion and they would discuss it and then they would amend that motion and we would go back and forth. That wasn't centered. That was individually centered on people. It does say that we're supposed to have everything in common. As long as it promotes the cause of Christ, that's common. That is it. But you all do... uh, uh, a great job. And so a sacrificial price of their redemption. Have you ever thought about the price that was paid for your individual redemption? There was a price paid. There was a tremendous price paid. <laughs> Let me go one step further. There was a godly price that was paid for your redemption. I don't want to get ugly. I want to be happy. I want to be happy in in my Savior. Talking about the blood. How can you be ugly? But I I want you to think about it. Don't raise your hand. Where have you drug the redemptive power of the cross this last week? Where have you drug it? Where I'm at, there's about 80% alcoholism and drug abusers. And they know how to play the game. I caught a whole family out in the secondary parking lot right before they come in for Sunday school. I mean, there was... 
There was toothbrushes flying. They were spitting on the ground, trying to cover up the effects of their night. Now, that's just not happening there. We try to dude ourselves up. Can I use the word dude ourselves up? We're trying to clean ourselves up on Sunday morning to make ourselves, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Woo! God is good. To clean ourselves up and to come all presentable. To take up our 18 inches. How dare us do that all with the price that was paid on Calvary's tree. Wow. Wow. We should start living for next Sunday, coming up this Monday. Preparing your mind. Preparing your body. You know what? We don't come here to, to, be, to be, I mean, we like good singing, but we don't come here to eat. We don't come here to fellowship. We don't do anything but to come and to give God praise for what he has done for us. But most of us suffer from this old age disease called short-mindedness. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, I've had to go and start writing stuff down. Kimberly tells me stuff that I should know and about stuff that we're supposed to be looking at. If I don't write it down, I thought that the funeral was going to be tomorrow or the service was going to be tomorrow. I heard Monday. But my lovely calendar back there, when I was talking to her before I came up, she said, wow, this is great. I hope you make it on time because the funeral's on Saturday. I said, what? When did this happen? I told you about this. And her favorite saying is, I told you about this last week. Baby, I can't even remember what my name is most of the time. That is the truth. My goodness. But you know what I can remember? I can remember the precious blood of the cross. Whenever I forget that Christ died on the cross, rose again, and is sitting at the right hand of the mediator for me, all because of the precious blood of Christ. Brother, take me out in the back and knock me in the head. If I forget about the precious blood of Christ, we should never forget of the awful price that was paid. And if you doubt that, read the book. Christ never was combative on that whole trip. While he was there and he was being brought before the Sanhedrin court, they wanted to know who his name was. He says, I am. I am. That is the price that was paid, that I am Christ. And it may be truly be said that to be the precious, look at the word precious. We haven't even got to the word precious yet. As it is to God to whom is a sweet 
smelling sacrifice. A sweet smelling sacrifice. And with which he is well pleased. God told his son it is perfect what you have done. When the lamb without blemish was taken and sacrificed and eaten, and it is a uh, uh, respect to the future redemption by the Messiah. Hmm. We should take in Christ every day. If you look at John sixteen fifty four through 57... Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up in the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed. And my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me. And I in him. Verse 57. As the living Father hath sent me, and I liveth, live by the Father, so he that eateth me, and he that liveth by me, liveth by me. I tell you what, this world has, has gotten crazy. And it pains me to say that... that, that we as God's children have got caught up in that craziness. I remember when Kimberly and I first came here, it was the day, I believe it was the day of your one year, of the one year anniversary. And do you know that every seat was taken? They had folding chairs down the hallway. People were praising God because of the redemptive nature of the cross. Now, you don't know what it sounds like to have, I think that sign says 254. There was probably close to 275 or, or 300 people right here crammed in, praising God. As we read yesterday in Psalms 150, those seven verses, you even go back to Psalms 149 and 148, and what does it talk about? Praising God. Praising God. I don't mind if you raise your hand, but just don't shake it. Raise that holy hand to God and to thank him for his precious blood and what that means for you and you and you. And that, that means that you, if you accepted him as his personal savior, that means that you have a heavenly home and that you are headed there 
We should be excited because without that blood, nothing would be possible. But because of the blood, we have a heavenly home and Brother Wayne is there now. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. That God looked down from the portals of glory years ago and saw me and Brother John and Sister Lori and uh, uh, Brother Gerald and all yes. And said, ha ha, that's going to be one of mine. And I don't know, but I would imagine God says, what are we going to do with them? As that clay is beginning to be molded. Brother, did you come out uh, on, on your first, and believe me, I've seen a picture of him on a video of whenever he was at Royal uh, uh, preaching his first sermon. I've seen it. I've tried to get a copy, and the guy said, I don't have, you don't have enough money. <laughs> but were you there, and where you are now, are you the same? No. No. From, from our... First moments of salvation until God calls us home, we are to be growing in the precious blood of Christ. Growing. Growing. The first year we were in our house, we planted tomatoes. And I, man, I fixed that dirt up really good. Whoever the green thumb would be proud of that dirt. You could smell that dirt next door. We grew tomatoes and we grew peppers. And I was handing out peppers and ladies were giving me chocolate chip cookies. I'm going, dang. <laughs> I like this. But the next year, I didn't fix the ground. I didn't prepare the ground quite right. And you know how many tomatoes I got? Zero. You know how many peppers I got? That many. If we do not prepare our fertile ground correctly, we will not grow for him. All we are is going to be an old hump of clay. An old souring pile of dirt. But if we prepare our ground and use the cross and the blood of Christ as our mix in our life, oh, the things that we could do for Christ, the things we could do for our neighbors, the things that we could do for our community, the things we could do for our city, the things that we could do for our state, the things that we could do for our nation. You say, not me. That's exactly what I said. You want me to do what? You want me to live in a 17-foot travel trailer without my wife for three or four months at a time? You want me to do that? Huh. Ding, ding, you got the wrong receiver. But you know how Christ is? You begin to prepare, <laughs> prepare the soil, 
prepare your life, prepare what you're doing for the cause of Christ. And all of a sudden, someone called and said, Brother, I hear you're looking for a work. I said, I sure is. And it was all blessed from there. And Kimberly said, you're doing what? You want us to move where? You don't understand that my grandkids live here? Are you, I don't know what you've been doing, but you've hit in your head. And she put a challenge to the face of God. She challenged him. We were going to put our house up for sale, and she told God, she told me, you can ask her. She told God, she said, God, if you sell this on the very first day, I'm in. Never challenge God. Because the very first couple, on the very first day, bought that house for over what we were asking. God will move if you start preparing the soil for great things in your life. Now, you don't have to go to the extreme of moving across the country. You don't have to do much extreme at all. But what you have to do is remember about the price that was paid for your redemption. And God will give you what you need. I pray the same prayer about 15 minutes before I go out and to preach the message. God, take me out of the equation. God, put you in the equation. Take my mind out of the equation. Put your life into the equation. God, take me out, put you in, and Lord, the results are yours. That is my prayer every day. That should be our prayer right before we get up. God, take me out. Put your precious blood in. Lord, that you might be glorified. That is what it's about, Brother Sarah, is glorifying Christ. Glorifying him. Lifting him up. Singing his praises. Showing his praises. Praising him in whatever happens in your life. Fix the ground. Sprinkle the blood on that ground. And till it in. And you will grow. And you will produce some awesome, awesome fruit. God is the only way. For those that don't know Christ as your personal and your pointed and your perfect Savior, today is your day. We are not promised. You've heard it said a, you've heard it said a million times. We're not promised tomorrow. And that is absolutely 100% true. If you don't know him, God forbid that you walk outside of this building and you don't make it home. Death is certain. 
And it is coming for each and every one of you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because let me tell you what waits for you. A devil's hell waits for you if you don't know Christ. We think that it's going to be big fun and games. No. Heaven awaits if you accept him into your life as your personal savior. Brother John told me something. Can I repeat what you told me about the smile? Sure. The nurse. <laughs> the nurse. Right before Brother Wayne's passing. Said that she had only seen it twice. In her 20 plus years of service in the hospital. You know what that was? That was a smile upon Brother Wayne's face. He had seen the portals of glory opening for him. And his Savior was there with outreached, loving, pierced hands waiting to accept him into the heavenly abode. All because of the precious blood of the cross. You too can have a smile on your face. I told him, I said, I believe, I believe that it was D.L. Moody was bedridden right before his death. And he looked up and he raised up out of his bed. And the nurse says, what are you doing? She said, he said, I see the gates opening wide and Christ standing at the gate welcoming me in to glory. He said that and he fell back in his bed and give up the ghost. Wow! What a moment! I want each and every one of you to have that soul-changing, altering moment in your life. All you have to do is to come and speak to someone and say, I am a sinner bound for hell and I want to accept Christ. Show me, please show me the pathway that I need to go. Open up that book to the Romans road. For all have sinned and come short the glory of God. And with your mouth confession is made. That's what you need to do. No one will laugh. No one will frown. Nobody will scuff. Nobody will tap their watch. Matter of fact, what time is it? Okay. Uh, nobody will tap their watch. There will only be praise and happiness for you and a welcoming hug into the presence of this body. And then you will have a wonderful sis, uh, you will have a wonderful desire to serve the master. I think I've used my time. Stand. And we're going to have a verse of a song. I hope I hope that 
I hope that these words have strengthened you in whatever way that you need to be strengthened. Sinner friend, sinner friend, if there's something in your life that keeps you from stirring up and preparing that soil, get rid of it. Because God can't use you if you've got dirty, stinky soil. He wants clean, productive soil in your heart. Get rid of it. Right up here. Let me start your prayer. God, forgive me. That's it. God, forgive me. Let's sing, brother.